Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. Today, we're gonna back up a little bit and go to something that I know that people like. One of the things I found that my friends like, and we are friends, right? Is recipes, simple ones that they can make at home. So, here's a nice recipe that's not overly sweet, contains fruit, and some herbs from the garden if you've been growing an herb garden this year and grew lemon balm. So, take out your big book of stuff and turn to food and desserts because today we're going to make a very special cake. Let's get started. Okay, so for this recipe, we're going to make it a little easier on ourselves and use a boxed cake mix. Specifically, I'm looking at a cake mix that would usually make uh, one or maybe one or two small layers. And we're using white cake because it's one of the more neutral flavors and won't overpower what we're doing. Yellow cake is a little too bold. Chocolate cake, it, it, no, don't do that. Not for this particular recipe. That's a different kind of cake and needs different kind of care. So this is what we're going to do. And definitely not uh, ruling out that we could probably use German chocolate, but again, that's a different kind of cake. So you'll need a box of white cake mix, two eggs, preferably medium to large, and three very, very ripe bananas. Listen, ripe bananas are not green. Ripe bananas are not yellow. Ripe bananas, properly ripe, are turning brown. They're not black brown, but they're turning brown. And if you're making a cake or banana bread, you want them to be extremely brown to where the stem will pull off. If they haven't gotten to that point by the time you're ready to make this, put them in the refrigerator for a few hours and it'll get there a little bit faster. Or in the freezer. If you freeze them and take them out by the time they thaw, they'll be pretty, pretty soft and ready to go. Alright, now that we've got that covered, you're also going to need not just the bundt cake pan, but a little bit of flour, probably about a quarter cup, depending on how large <clears throat> um, of an area you're going to cover with that bundt cake pan, and you'll need some butter or shortening. Now the combination of bananas and lemons might sound a little strange. Adding to that, dried herbs with a banana and the lemon definitely might sound a little bit more strange. But work with me here. It's a curious combination because you've had the thought of lavender lemonade before. I know we've covered it in our episodes. So the thought of herbs and lemonade or lemon shouldn't be that foreign to you. And we're not going to use actual lemon pith or pulp, unless there's pulp in your juice. More so, we're going to use lemon juice instead. 
so this won't be too shocking. You will need a bundt cake pan for this recipe to work. And definitely before you make it, make sure that you find out if anyone has an aversion to citrus fruit or bananas, can't eat eggs. You know what we do. We always try to make sure that we're not going to make anyone ill or offend anyone to a point. But then again, it's my cake. So if you don't want to eat my cake, don't eat my cake. And that's that. And that's how it is when you're doing serving. If you're having a, a gathering and you're serving something you made, your responsibility ends at letting people know who might have allergies that they should let you know before you serve it. That's it. That's all. And then you serve. And if they can't eat it, well, sometimes we don't get everything we want and that's a lesson. Okay, so let's get going to the list. this cake isn't particularly spooky. I mean, it's a pretty cut and dried kind of thing. You can definitely, you know, glitz it up for different occasions. Not just at Halloween, not just in the summer. This is one of those cakes that's good year round. So, if you decide to serve it as a Halloween treat, what you can do is use the appropriate colored frosting. You heard me. Frosting. Not frosting. Frosting. You can even add food coloring to the cake itself to give it some kick. Okay, now once we've gotten all of our things assembled, you're going to completely butter or use shortening to completely grease up the inside of the bundt cake pan. Then you're going to sprinkle in flour all around it and then shake it. You want to make sure you put enough flour a little at a time to completely cover the entire surface of the buttered bundt cake tin inside on top of that butter. This is how you're going to ensure a quick release. Do not, and I cannot stress this enough, do not, I cannot stress this enough, do not, I cannot stress this enough, (laughs) I said it three times. Use shortening spray or cooking oil non-stick spray that is not butter flavor. You will be sorry. It will be a tragedy. Don't do that. The taste will never, ever come out the way that it is intended. So keep that in mind if you try to do that. Plus, you still need to cover it with the flour. This is just how it is. stores come in. If you'll notice, I talked about all the things you would need to purchase or have on hand, but I didn't talk about the lemon balm, and there's a reason. You're either going to use dried lemon balm, or you're going to use fresh lemon balm. 
same thing with lemons. You're either going to use concentrated, you know, pre-done lemon juice or fresh lemon juice. Both of these you should have on hand as necessary because you can make this cake without them, but it won't be the same cake. Now, once you've determined how you're doing this, if you have the bottle of the concentrated lemon juice, uh, add the appropriate amount of water, and you're going to use about two tablespoons of lemon juice. For the lemon balm, if it's dried, you're going to use about two tablespoons of dried ground lemon balm. You can crush it up if it's dried at home. If it's fresh, you're going to have to chop it up freshly, take off the leaves, chop them up freshly, and then that's about a quarter cup, maybe three tablespoons, okay? You don't want to put too much without it being chopped fine, or else it's going to be a chewy cake, you know, and then maybe not what we're going for here. After all, you want to be seen as adept at your cooking and not as someone who doesn't really now here's the thing that we're going to have to do and it's not hard you're going to take your bowl your mixing bowl I forgot to mention that scramble up those eggs crack them in scramble them up after they're scrambled do not add the lemon juice yet Add your dried herbs now to another bowl where you have your cake mix and sifted together or stirred together with a, a spoon or a fork or whatever it is you want to stir it up with so that everything's combined. Then and only then, put in the lemon juice and then pour everything into the eggs and lemon juice together because you're not trying to curdle the eggs with the lemon juice. That sounded all convoluted. Let's try that again. Mix your dry ingredients first. <laughs> then after you scramble the eggs, pour in the dry ingredients and then pour in the lemon juice. That sounds better, right? Right. Okay. Then mix everything together. But you know what you're missing, right? Your bananas. So mash your bananas up in another bowl. <laughs> and then once they're mushed, put them in there. Put them in the big bowl. And then stir everything until it's combined whip it up really well you're gonna have lumps that's okay just keep on whipping until it gets to the consistency you like but don't over whip it because you want some air to still be in there now you're gonna take that and put it into your bunt pan scoop it out with a spatula because it's easier or just pour it out and use a spoon but keep in mind that you want to spread it out evenly on the bunt pan Drop the bunt pan on the counter of your ta on the counter that you're working on a couple of times after you pour your cake mix in to settle it and take out air pockets. Those were some mixed up directions, right? But it's it's weird. I mean, I can see it in my head, so I know how to tell you how to do it. But I'm not a, a professional chef. I'm just a kitchen cook, so I want to tell you how to do it like I would tell someone else. And and it's not perfect, and it's not, you know, everything scripted. It's just how you make it, and it's just me and you and you and me talking together for cake for three, because you, me, and the audience, right? So, you know, because 
it's kind of cool and I sing a little bit which is frightening so this should go into the oven at 350 for about 30 minutes or until it gets brown because your oven may cook faster or slower because one of the things I've learned everyone's oven is not the same one way to tell whether or not your oven is the right temperature according to what the dial says versus what it really is is to put in a hanging oven weight but we'll talk about that another day okay when we talk about ovens and how to take care of them now that you're all done you can take out your cake and let it cool you've put in a knife or a straw and found it came out clean so it's all good you've got your yummy yummy cake let it cool for just a bit and then take it out onto the pie plate or the cake plate or whatever you're putting it into depends on how big your mom cake is right the next thing I want you to remember is that this cake or bread can be served like it is or you can add a frosting but if you're gonna add a frosting I know that you're tempted to add all kinds of fun whippy frostings but truly the best kind is the good old-fashioned uh, confectioner sugar with a little bit of lemon juice mix it up until it's like a glaze and put it over sometimes simple is best and that way you can put a few sprigs of dried lemon balm with it or you know sprinkle some dried lemon balm on top if it's already crushed or even better serve it with lemon balm tea Now, right about now, before we keep going, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, the Midwest Witches Bazaar, and give them some thanks. And also, you know, hey, let's get ready for it because it's next week, Saturday, October 30th, 2021. And they're going to have all sorts of items of curious nature for magical and metaphysical uses, gift items seasonal decor all things halloween and all things magical it'll be great and this is a series of events and vendors that only happens for the michigan witches ball so that they can support the charities of pin mobile food pantry that's pagans in need the wolf run spiritual sanctuary and the michigan pagan scholarship fund and this all happens October 30th, 2021 at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in Warren, Michigan. Now, they have us doing vendor spotlights because that's pretty cool, right? And so this, today's vendor spotlight is going to be, or sponsor spotlight too, is going to be for the Coven of the Raven Moon. The Coven of the Raven Moon is a wonderful organization that consists of like-minded individuals headed by High Priestess Morgana Moonwater. They are a Wiccan coven located in Flint, Michigan, and they were founded on October 31st in 2013. They're a magical community for Magical Michigan. We hope that you'll be able to come out and support our sponsors. And again, the Midwest Witches Bazaar wholeheartedly and fully supports our sponsor and their sponsor, the Coven of the Raven Moon.
Now back to the show. Well, I guess we've come to the end. It was a really good episode, I think, and I hope you get a chance to try this cake. I made it for my daughter last night and my husband, and they both enjoyed it very much, and I know they did because there's not much left of it now. It started off as a full moon shape with a hole in the center, and now we're looking at a waning crescent, so they they really did enjoy it. We even gave a little bit to the dog, Bubba Joe, and I know that we're not supposed to feed the dog people food. But come on. And you won't tell on me, right? You know, friends keep secrets together like that. And we're friends, right? So I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please let me know. If there's other specific recipes you'd like, message me on my Magical Cottage Core Life in the Shire in our group. You know, it's getting colder. And we're going to start shifting gears soon to more cold weather things. And I can't wait to talk about making ornaments, especially the old-fashioned kind with the sequins and the styrofoam and the pins. So look for that to be upcoming. Until next time, thank you for listening here on My Magical Cottagecore Life.